Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on our first show of July. The second half of 2017 is upon us. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Happy Hump Day. I hope all of you had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. A huge shout out to everybody who has paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms, those that are uh, continuing to serve our future servicemen and women uh, that allow us to, to celebrate 241 years. And uh, again, I hope all of you, I, would, I had a great one. And it kind of unexpected. Uh, we had uh, we were over at my wife's cousins, and and I call them the four cousins. They're my wife and her three, her three cousins, the four of them, all girls, and had a big get together over at uh, over at Katie's house. Had a great time. You know what was was really neat is saw a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time. You know, some of the uh, their kids that are now adults uh, made made the 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 trek over. Uh, one of them came from Mesa, you know, and everyone spreads out. And you're thinking, ah, you live in the same place, but you know, it's 45 minutes an hour away, and and just got to uh, reconnect with people I hadn't seen. Some of them I hadn't seen in over 10 years. Uh, so we just had a great time, and uh, of course, set off some fireworks and talked about all the things that were going on just just great time uh, i hope all of you had a wonderful weekend and, and remember this short week only got a few days uh if you're coming back and you're looking they just whacked it they massacred go wild massacred it was down 20 bucks but they massacred it all listen all fake nothing based in realities and probably the biggest bubble we've ever seen. We got a great show lined up for you. We're going to hear from Ron Paul. We're going to hear uh, from several other people. We're going to go through all the reports. There was more. Uh, really, some big numbers came out while we were gone. Car sales came out. Uh, the Carmageddon, as they're calling it. We're going to give you all the details. Uh, movie theater. No one's going to the movies. Of course, you know, there's nothing out there worth watching, but uh, budget issues. Uh, we're going to talk about Illinois, uh, 32% increase in taxes. And we're going to talk about it. It's still not finalized yet, uh, but we'll give you all the details there. Of course, I'll, probably some of you saw Chris Christie on the beach in New Jersey, and people were all upset. Uh, but New, New Jersey has. Uh, apparently this morning, I think it was yesterday actually, they signed a, uh, a budget. Maine is having budget issues. Connecticut's having, everybody's having budget issues. North Korea, they, they said, <laughs> what do they call it? Uh, a basket of presents, a intercontinental ballistic missile test. Uh, that's actually escalated now and, and I guess the difference in the type of missiles how far into the uh, I guess into the atmosphere it went in and, and it broke levels that would now allow it uh, people are saying that it can reach now as far as Alaska uh, Hawaii 
they don't think he could get to the Big Island yet. Uh, the lower 48, not yet as well, but uh, it's got Trump uh, pretty unhappy. And then, you know, he, he released a tweet this morning about how China, who is allegedly helping with us, had increased trade with North Korea by 40%. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Of course, we have state budget issues, federal budget issues. We had another retailer bite the dust this morning and more talk, more problems in Europe. We got it all. I mean, really, when you look around, there is no lack of information as to why it is that that more and more people lining up to say things aren't what they appear. We also have the releasing of the Federal Reserve minutes. Uh, that, that doesn't come until this afternoon uh, from their last meeting, and I'm sure that will be very, very interesting. Uh, because really, if you think about it, when's the last time the Federal Reserve was right about anything? I'm just asking. When was the last time? they Forget about even being right. When were they even in the ballpark? Right? Somewhat close. And they haven't been in the ballpark. It's been 20 years. Right, the the Allen Greenspan maestro years, and then all of a sudden it all fell apart. Uh, but we're going to get those as well, and we'll we'll keep you updated on uh, all the amazing things that happened in the gold market. And it started last week, and then they, it kind of crescendoed uh, on the Fourth of July holiday. Right, they took advantage of the weak markets, but the fat finger. Remember that was last week. Somebody traded 56 metric tons of gold. This is how ridiculous they've allowed this system become. Because in the whole world, like to take today, every if I've got every available ounce of gold in the entire world on the open market that I could physically buy, it's only about five tons. <laughs> That's it. That's all that's ever out on the real market at any one time, ever. About five tons. But they took 56 tons to try to stop the gold market. What are they they really getting ready for? Right? If gold's a, a worthless relic, why do they work so hard to manipulate it? And, of course, you know, why they allow it to be manipulated... But all of that really does is prevent, pre- present a better opportunity. We're going to talk all about that next. That is our toll-free number, the website, at allamericangold.com. Uh, Tomorrow, Thursday at the latest, we'll have another uh, another edition of my blog. So make sure you get out there and look forward to that. Uh, the old blogs, like right now I have the, the blog about the at-home storage IRAs. That's always going to be there. So when you go along the top of our new site, we have a home, the home page, which takes you to the main page where you get the spot price and you get all the videos and the articles that we have. The About Us page tells you our history, and then we have a, a, a section that says blog. If you click the blog 
everything that I write will be archived there, and about about once a week, I'll update the blog, and the old one will go into the archive, so so it'll always be there for you to have. Uh, but make sure you check it out. Of course, when we have our medals program, remember July start of a new month. Got so much great stuff. So we're going to start speaking a medals program. We're going to start shipping that. Uh, we should hopefully be done with the medals program by next Friday. Obviously, the Fourth of July holiday uh, being on a Tuesday kind of set things back. But uh, we, we'll start shipping those. We'll start shipping this week. Uh, we'll finish with them next week. If you haven't. Uh, signed up for it. It's such a great program. You're going to get so much great stuff. Uh, and every month's going to be different. And I build them personally. Uh, if you want more information about that, that's out there along the top. It's our medals program. Click on that. It gives you all the details. Of course, the shopping cart where you can shop online uh, and all of those other things. All available out there for you at allamericangold.com. And we were running, you know, we ran gold at spot. That's gone. And I knew it was going to be gone. Uh, and actually, it was still going on early this morning, about five minutes to eight Arizona time. Uh, th- that's when it ended. Uh, so right now, but here's what I, I wanted to run them at spot again, because I know you've been listening to the show the last few days. Uh, if you're looking to get into the U.S. gold market, U.S. $20 Liberties and Saints, I'm going to do them at 1235 so that's still $5 less than it was on, on Friday. Uh, but but after today, prices are going to go up um, and just kind of where things are at. I think a lot of people kind of understand the shenanigans that happened in the gold market. And then a lot more data came out. Uh, like I said, car sales being the biggest sales were down across the board, as, you know, as I've been telling you. Uh, but mainly the problem was in the U.S., Ford, uh, GM and Fiat Chrysler uh, all were down. I think four point eight percent was the best number, and and uh, as high as uh, I think uh, Chrysler was almost down seven percent. But not only are we selling less cars, the price of the cars continue to rise. The average length of an auto loan now hit a new all time high. <laughs> 69.3 months. This is a June number. That is a new record high. By the way, that's about 7% more or longer than it was just five years ago. And they said that the average amount the buyer's finances saw the biggest uptick for the last year in the last month. By the way, the new price now financed thirty thousand nine hundred forty-five dollars, thirty-one k. That's up for uh, six hundred and thirty-one dollars from May. By the way, the the average payment now is five hundred and seventeen dollars a month, and that is a new high as well. Stretching out loan terms to secure a monthly payment that they actually can make is now the new name of the game. Uh, they're saying, here's how, here's how it looks. They're saying that uh, prices are up 13.6%. Wow. I mean, where does it end? 
right? And you start thinking about all of these things. Car prices are at all-time highs. The mountain's finances are at all-time highs. You look at uh, homes, right? The, the home price are at all-time highs, yet sales are falling. A matter of fact, the new number now is 16.5 million, which means that's a million less cars. I haven't seen that anywhere. Everyone's still trying to hold on that we're going to still be at 17 million units. I don't think so. I mean, we're halfway through the year. This is the trend we're at. By the way, General Motors now has a million unsold cars. They have a hundred and, I think the number's like 105 days supply of unsold cars. Uh, the last time they've had this many days of supply was the crash. And so now you're sitting there and you're thinking about how all of this is going to work out. I don't know how any of this makes sense. How can stocks be near all-time highs with all of that going on? Then, then we had uh, inventories came out today. Down again. Matter of fact, it, it's the second straight monthly decline uh, so that's uh, May and June. This was a June number. And they said that factory orders fell the most since November. The second straight monthly decline in, in factory orders. That was out today. And so you start thinking about all the data that's been coming in. None of it. None of it says hey, things are getting stronger, they're all indicate what? Things are starting to slow down, and then, of course, you throw the budget issues on it, you throw the North Korea issue on it, and you're starting to really scratch your head and say, what is really going on? Even today, like the Dow was down about 75 points this morning once, once the factory orders came out. But even now, it's only down 15. Ah, it's fine. Ah, North Korea's got... At ICBM now, ah, it's fine. You know, really, there really is no good answer there, is there? I mean, if you think about it, we can't bomb them because they've got too many missiles that if we did, that they're still going to be able to take out Seoul and probably Tokyo. So I don't know what we're going to end up doing there. Well, I, I think what's going to end up happening is there's going to just be more tension between us and, and China, at least. Uh, Donald Trump was laying down the road, which he should. I mean, it's ridiculous. Here we are thinking they were helping us, and now you find out they've increased trade by 40%. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Great article today in the USA Today. There was an article in the USA Today, and then there was an article on Market Watch. And we talk about America celebrating its birthday and at the at the barbecue that we were at the the there's a bunch of little kids there it was great right and i love it right the these one two three four year olds and they're jumping in the pool just having a great time and the question was brought up when i'm going to just read you this is out of market watch today my daughter is having a baby and I made the comment at the barbecue, why wouldn't people want to be born now? Right? Think about these kids being born today. You live with your parents until you're in your 30s. 
right? You, you, you're on their health care until you're 26 years old. You live with them well into your 30s nowadays. You don't pay for, for anything. You take out all these student loans. I mean, it's a great time. I mean, when I was growing up, I'm not that old. I mean, I'm 46. I'll be 47 next month. I was out of my parents' house. I was 17. Right, and you wanted to be out, right? You, you're out there, but you could do it. And I was talking to, to one of our, my cousin's kids. Great kid. Super talented kid. He's on his own. He's been on his own. A rarity, right? He's been on his own. He graduated high school, and he left. He had to come back once for about a, a couple weeks, and then he was back out on his own. He's talking about, hey, I'm in between jobs right now. And I'm like, wow, you don't sound very worried about it. And he says, I'll get another one. He goes, that's just how it is now. Right? He calls me Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe, that's just how it is. He goes, but my girlfriend's working, so it's fine. And, and I got this new job lined up. I start next week. And, and he goes, you know, that's just how it is. He's been living with this girl for a couple of years. And he says, you know, these jobs last for a year or 18 months and then, they go away, but we can get another job pretty quickly, and as long as one of us is working while the other one isn't, it's okay. But they were talking about my daughter's having a baby. I want to save for college. How much would I need to save each month to have enough so the grandbaby wouldn't need to get a student loan? And I bring this up because this is the dilemma. This is what I'm talking about. And I'm trying to, to explain it better because obviously you're not getting it. Because if you get it, you'd be buying, like, especially now with prices this low, you would be taking advantage because this thing is mushrooming. And they're just trying to pretend that it's not happening. But it is. So this is a great question. Grandma wants to make sure that her new granddaughter, well, I don't know if it's a daughter or not, it's a baby, Grand, her grandchild wouldn't have to take out a student loan. She's born, let's just say, she's born on the 4th of July. She was born yesterday. How much would I need to save? Congratulations, the article says, on your family's new addition. Get ready for some sticker shock. You'll need to save a whole lot of cash if you want to fully fund this child's education. Matthew D. Felice, a certified financial planner with U.S. Financial Services in Fairfield, New Jersey, ran the numbers. Starting with zero. Okay, so the baby's born yesterday. Today, I'm going to start saving money for. He assumes a conservative 4% growth rate on invested funds. Okay, so you're going to get 4%. I don't know how conservative that is, but that's fine. Let's go with 4%. By the way, if all the pensions had to go to 4%, right, they'd all be bankrupt effective immediately. But that's a whole different show. And he said a 5% inflation rate 
hold on, on the annual cost of education. Now, that's a conservative number, right? Because they tell you, you know, there's no inflation, but we know the cost of education has been skyrocketing ever since they decided everyone needed a college degree and let's all give them student loans. Go figure how that's working. You know, isn't when more people use something, isn't the price supposed to go down, right? More people than ever in the history of this country go to college. More people graduate from college every year. So he says, your funds are going to grow at 4%. The cost of college is going to grow at 5%, and, and we'll just use that number. He's using Rutgers University, which is a Rutgers good school in New Jersey. It's a state school. I'm sure most of you have heard of it. It's a big, big school. And he used them as the example. The cost of a four-year undergrad degree, including room and board. Now, we know graduating in four years is real tough. Four hundred sixty-three thousand eight hundred and twelve bucks is what it's going to cost to go to Rutgers in eighteen years. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. As we reminisce on this year's Independence Day celebrations, let's take time to remember another significant historical happening on July the 4th. An awe swept the country when two towering historical figures and American framers died on the same day, July 4, 1826, exactly 50 years since both signed the Declaration of Independence. They both served in the Continental Congress. One was elected the second president and the other was elected the third. Once political enemies, they became close friends in later life. Their names were John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. In his second annual message to Congress, December 5, 1826, President John Quincy Adams referred to Jefferson and Adams, his father, stating, Since your last meeting at this place, the 50th anniversary of the day when our independence was declared, two of the principal actors in that solemn scene, the hand that penned the ever-memorable declaration and the voice that sustained it in the debate, were by one summons, at the distance of 700 miles from each other, called before the judge of all to account for their deeds done upon the earth. President John Quincy Adams added in an executive order July 11, 1826, A coincidence so wonderful gives confidence that the patriotic efforts of these men were heaven-directed, and furnishes a new hope that the prosperity of these states is under the special protection of a kind providence. The past two days on this program, we have heard about the Declaration and Jefferson's bold language in recognizing the rights of men and declaring our independence from Great Britain. Let us now consider the words of John Adams upon the passage of our Declaration, and let us be encouraged by his hopeful vision for the future of our nation. This day, he said, ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. I am well aware of the toil and blood and treasure that it will cost to maintain this declaration, yet through all the gloom I can see the rays of ravishing light and glory. 
Posterity will triumph in that day's transaction, even though we may regret it, which I trust in God we shall not. 2017 marks 50 years of the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, mailed, broadcast, and posted online to millions of Americans eager to follow her traditional conservative perspective. We continue that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com, archiving the past, addressing today's key issues, and staying alert for the future. So bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. This is all we have to believe. Yes, it's going to all work out. Going to Rutgers 18 years from today, it's only going to cost you $116,000 a year. Of course, that includes room and board, right? you got to live and you got to eat. By the way, Princeton... According to the same guy, it cost you a little more. $611,000 for four years at Princeton. But here's what he, he told the person. Hey, if you want to pay for that education in full, you need to save, as of right now, $1,231 a month. Or $14,775 a year to be able to pay for that kid to go to college in 2037. (laughs) That's what he said. So, yeah, well, I guess the kid will already be in college. But while he's in college, those first few years, you're going to be paying still. Said if, by the way, if you want to send it to Princeton, you need to save one thousand six hundred and twenty-four dollars a month. By the way, he said the five percent in the increase in education is the historical inflation rate over the last fifteen years, and we don't know if the college will continue to rise at this quote-unquote torrid pace. Listen, we don't. It's actually going to go higher. Why? Because the states are broke. Right? The states are broke, so what do they do? They cut the funding. And then you start looking at uh, the USA Today. And I don't, you know, it all comes out at the same time. They're talking about changes to student loans. And really, the changes, really, they're just trying to put it all under one roof, is what the Trump administration's trying to do. But they, they talked about uh, this Gail Courtney Minor. She began a master's program in vocal performance. Yes, I'm not making that up. Vocal, I don't know what that means. Obviously, she's a, I would assume, a talented singer. Not talented enough to be the next American Idol, but she was getting a master's degree. She made sure to heed some well-known advice. Stick to federal government student loans. Now, you know my advice. My advice is charge it. (laughs) Right? Because at least if you charge it, right, you can file bankruptcy on it. If you aren't able to charge it, then, well, I don't know what the best route is. Here's why they say so. In completing the two-year program at the 
Longley School of Music at Baird College. That's in Boston, by the way. She did this in 2009. She racked up $60,000 in debt using six different student loans, which required her to pay a total of $800 a month for 10 years following graduation. (laughs) So here's the good part. I mean, I still haven't gotten to the good part. Her decision to avoid private loans turned out to be a smart move. And I was like, oh, I was uh, intrigued. What? Why was that such a great move? Federal loans come with a variety of benefits, such as the ability to defer payments or adjust monthly bills based on income rarely available in the private loan. See how much better the government loan is? You don't have to pay for for it at all for a while. And then when you tell the government, hey, listen, I don't make enough money to make the, the payment, the government, out of the kindness of their heart, they'll lower your bill. See, what the article doesn't tell you is they just increase how much longer you have to pay. So I'm like, okay. And they said that uh, having gone through periods of unemployment and part-time jobs, Miner, now a mother of two, has used the benefits to lower her monthly payments to $500. And I'm thinking to myself, this is it, right? This is what people aren't getting. Right? So she's going to pay $500. Of course, the article conveniently leaves out that she's going to be paying that $500 for like 20 years now. But now the cost to go to Rutgers if a child was born today is going to cost over $100,000 a year. And how do you think all of this is going to work? Right, we look at Illinois, right? We've been talking about Illinois. Are they going to pass a budget? Are they not going to pass a budget? They they passed one over the weekend. The governor vetoed it. And he vetoed it by saying, well, we didn't cut anything. And not only did we not cut anything, we raised taxes by $5 billion, but it still doesn't balance the budget. Right? There's... I guess the amount of unpaid bills will be a little less. The growth in unpaid bills will be less. But now they're saying that Illinois is in the House. The, the House, they got to have enough votes to override the governor's veto, which they had in the Senate of Illinois. Now it's in the House, which they, I think they have the votes to do it. So it's, it's going to pass. But there was a 32% increase in the state's income tax. And I want you to start imagining this going across the country. 32% is not enough. It's not enough. Even the the people that pass, they know it's not enough. 
It doesn't change any of the issues that Illinois had. It just raises enough money for them to what? To have an extra $5 billion. Which, according to the governor, won't even balance the budget. And this was something they raised tax, uh, property taxes on everybody in the state of Illinois. They raised the corporate income tax as well by about roughly the same amount, about a 30% increase there. And then you start thinking about what happens next year and the year after and the year after that and, and, and all of these things and where will it end? How much money do you have to pay when you actually do the math? I'm going to tell you the answer. You give them 100% of your income and still won't be enough. Patriot Radio News Hour, Ron Paul is coming next. Still think we're going to be able to pay for it? 44 billion Americans. 44 million Americans are on food stamps. 44 million Americans owe on their student loans. They're now saying, man, how quickly it's going up now. It's already up to $37,000. In 05-06, the average was $20,000. So it's almost you're almost doubling it every 10 years. Kind of like the federal debt. <laughs> Just double it every 10 years. That's what it's going to do. So 10 years from now, the average person is going to be graduating with $80,000 worth of debt. And 10 years after that, it's going to be $160,000 worth of debt. And the number's just never stop ending and you think about this is you know think about we talk about cars and the trouble that the car markets are in do you know that student loans there's more people owe on student loans than owe on cars the problem is actually worse and of course the amount that people pay more people pay on their cars than pay on their student loans way more and you wonder how all of this is supposed to work out. I mean, here it is. You're talking about people are going to, and of course, it's supposed to be $800 a month, and, and it turns into, you know, even if it's 500 and you got to pay that every month for the rest of your life. How's that going to work? People don't have the money to pay. And then Ron Paul, Ron Paul was out, they had him on, I want to say it was either yesterday or Monday, I'm not sure well, which day exactly. He was on CNBC, he was on the Idiot Box, and, you know, he really had some, I don't know how else to call it, kind of a scary thing to say. I hope he's wrong, but I, I do know this, Ron Paul's been a whole lot more right uh, than the Federal Reserve has been. Here's what he had to say. He says a painful correction is coming, and there's little to be done to prevent it. Speaking to CNBC, the former presidential contender argued the economy is not nearly as strong as Wall Street believes, and the situation could turn ugly as early as October. Of course, you know, we're starting to see a huge contingency of, of really 
let's call what they are, billionaires, saying the exact same thing. If our markets are down 25% and gold is up 50%, it wouldn't be a shock to me. That scenario dragged the S&P to 1819, gold to 1867, and I'm like, yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. I've been saying, and I've been telling you all year long, listen, gold's going high. And it's not because I want it to, or, and they can do, they can short 56 metric tons in a single second and do all that stuff and ambush it while everybody's uh, at their barbecues on the 4th of July and do all that stuff. Even all that stuff, you know, you think about both of those eight moves. You know, five years ago, that would have been a $100 drop in gold. Gold fell, what, $20 the day they shorted it, 56 metric tons, and really, by the end of the day, it only had fallen 10 bucks. And then the little, uh, the whacking they gave to it over the 4th of July holiday, oh, that was $20, which, you know, gold's up, uh, what, 5 bucks right now, so it's already taken 5 bucks of that path. Right, and then it's becoming so much less effective. And Paul said that although the Fed, by the way, putting the blame on the Federal Reserve, obviously for their horrific policies, the Fed is undertaking a rate hike campaign after nearly a decade of ultra-accommodative monetary policy. And he said that the economy is still going to react badly. I think it's a very precarious market. I'm thinking the same thing. I'm looking at all the things that have... I don't care if car sales, factory orders, the North Korea thing, uh, the the latest retailer, who was there, uh, True Religion, the denim company, the gene company, they just filed for bankruptcy protection. The federal budget deficit, which now is going to be... $700 $700 billion, you know, the, the fake one is going to be $700 billion, way more than they thought, reason, because the tax revenue is not there, all the state budget issues, and, and still, Wall Street's acting like nothing's happening. It's a very precarious market, Ron Paul said. The Fed better be very careful since they are incapable of knowing what to do, I don't expect much good to come out of anything that they do. There are so many mistakes made out there that the correction is almost unlimited. You know, and really, when you think about some of those comments right there, it's kind of outrageous. To say, hey, what, in the next three to four months, Wall Street's going to lose 25%, gold's going to go up by 50%. But then you look at the what Ron Paul said, hey, let's, let's just look at the track record. Look at the track record of the Federal Reserve. We're already on borrowed time. <laughs> and now they're trying to, to end this uh, accommodative, ultra-accommodative policy. It's not going to end well. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment. 
first show of July. How are you doing? We'll be back. Final segment on this Wednesday. Hope all of you had a great 4th of July weekend. It's going to be a short week. Uh, obviously, only two more days left in this week. Uh, those of you in the medals program, we are going to start shipping. Uh, we should, if everything goes right, we will be done shipping the medals plans by the end of next week. Uh, but those are all going to be coming out, so look forward to those. You've been got a lot of great stuff. So I, mean, I think uh, hopefully everyone will get something a little different. Uh, doing my best to do that. And uh, those will be coming out here, and like I said, starting today, and we should finish up by uh, the end of next week. Uh, buying gold, that spot, it was over. It didn't last very long. Uh, today, and I'm tomorrow you're going to be looking about 30 bucks. If, if everything stays right where it's at, it's going to be uh, 30 bucks higher than today. But right now, just because I know this show played on Monday and on Tuesday, uh, 1235. So you got spot right now at 1224. So it's about $11 over spot. Uh, and then tomorrow you're going to see prices probably 1260, 1265, uh, maybe even 1275. So we'll have to see. But I want you, if you, you wanted to take advantage of that, obviously we were, we were off and we weren't here. Uh, I wanted to be able to offer it to you at spot again today. I just can't do it. Uh, about five minutes to eight Arizona time. Everything kind of changed in the markets. Uh, but uh, at least something, at least it's a little cheaper than what you heard on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, so U.S. Uh, Liberties and St. Gaudens, your choice. Uh, 1235, one final time, 800-951-0592. Quick look here at the markets. Like I said, gold's, uh, gold's up today. Uh, right now it's at $1,224 as we await uh, the Fed minutes from the, the last meeting. Uh, silver's actually down. Silver's just under $16, $1,595. So also a, a good time to pick up some silver uh, as the volatile little brother of gold. Uh, that's also a good time. Uh, the, the markets, the Dow's come all the way back. So it was down. About 75 points after they got more disappointing actual data out of U.S. factories. Uh, uh, but Donald Trump announced strategic patience with North Korea is now over. And uh, reiterating uh, his, I guess, frustration with the Chinese for their lack of help. I guess somehow that means good news for Wall Street. The Nasdaq's up 34 uh, the S&P is up three. My guess is they already know what's in the Fed minutes. That's my guess. And my guess is that the Fed minutes are going to say we're probably going to take a a wait-and-see approach on hiking rates. I do expect, at least I think, I don't know, I haven't seen them, uh, that they may provide a little more detail as to how they are going to start lowering their balance sheet. But we already got a lot of information on that. Uh, take them about 45 years. If the plan that they talked about at the press conference a couple weeks ago when they released the minutes, if something similar to that plan comes out, I mean, that's what they're talking about. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, the Dow seems to have recovered uh, from the bad news. And, and again, this is just one of those things where it just doesn't make any sense. But 
if Ron Paul's right, it's going to start making sense real soon. Patriot Radio News Hour, thank you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Happy birthday to America, and we'll be back again tomorrow.